What is going on, everyone out there in all the social media world? We are so excited to be back with our, I think, our fifth episode now, Mark. Like, we're this is a streak we got going on five weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, I know. We're, we're doing all right with it, right? Of course. I mean, I think so. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of action going on coming up close to the football season starting. And, of course, you know, we like to be random with everything else. So we've got some uh, awards that we're going to talk to you about a little bit later. And, of course, as always, our start bench cut. I don't know why every time I type it, I always want to put start cut bench, which is not the order. But I have to take a break and think before I type it out. But uh, with that being said, before we get into bringing up our special guest, how you been doing today? Well, Overall, I'm doing good, but as you guys can hear, you're probably going to hear my voice go in and out. Uh, I tell everyone, uh, it sounds like I'm going through puberty all over again because allergy season kind of hit me, and it's just got me where I'm having trouble uh, talking. Mm-hmm. So you guys are going to hear me squeak from time to time. So uh, Your voice finally matches up. your face. Because Matt, of that. Johnny, Jay, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. You're just glad to bear with my voice because it's, it's uh, going to be squeaky. Uh, guys, all those ball games back into teaching. I talk non- nonstop. So there you heard it. Uh, it's going it's uh, to happen. It's going to happen a lot. No, Mark, I'm just going to be honest with you. The only reason why I ever asked you to do this podcast with me was because of your voice. So right now you're hurting me, man. Like, yeah, I'm bringing the show down. Definitely. But now that we've got our introduction going on, guys, of course, as uh, the bottom scrolls across there, go follow us on all the social media platforms. It's basically at Cats Chat Pod on everything. Please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, we'd appreciate all the, uh, the subscribes, the follows, the likes, and hit that notification bell, of course, too. One of these days we might get you know kind of graphic and have the stuff pop up. I don't know how to do that stuff yet. But with that being said, Mark, you want to do the introductions? Yeah, we have coming to the show today. We always like to bring different people on, and uh, a mother-daughter duo that both played at UK at different times. Um, I got to know them. I worked with Debbie for a while at HC. What'd you say? And, uh, and Blair played at HC, and uh, so we'd like to welcome Debbie and Blair Green. So there's Debbie and there's Blair. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. Here, thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we do have a little bit of a, uh, a lag either on my side. I don't know if, or a delay. I don't know. We'll just try to get through this and pause a little bit in between each people talking so we can make sure everything's being said because I'm random anyways. And as you can tell, I don't really hush. But uh, guys, again, thank you all for joining on to the show. We're really excited to, one, have local people from Harlan County, Kentucky, who's also got out of, out of Harlan to play at the big stage. Uh, Coliseum, Rupp Arena, wherever else you all played. Of course, before we got started on the show, hearing you guys traveling all over the, the world, really. I mean, I'm jealous of that already. But you guys doing all right today? Great. Good. Yeah. Good. Great awesome. day. Sunny, hot, all good. It feels like, you know, a hair dryer is blowing in your face hot today. <laughs> I mean. No, we were yeah, talking about the, the weather. Listen, uh, they were talking earlier about going to Vegas and how the heat was there. And I said, thinking, man, if I walk outside on the porch, it's hot to me. I ain't going nowhere like that. <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and get into kind of some interview questions. As you guys can see, we're pretty lax on this. It's not really like, you know, uh, Kentucky Sports Radio where it's all formal and everything. We like to get uh, have a good time, get to know everyone and make it more personal, a family atmosphere. So, Debbie, how was it for you growing up, playing basketball, being competitive, and now being able to coach your daughter and watch her excel as well in the sport. How, how was that for you? Uh, well, it was it was a great experience. I loved coaching. Uh, I was coaching period, but then, you know, I started coaching before Blair was born, so I didn't know I was going to get to coach. But it was fun. It is very different. I was coaching for 30 years, and I just – it's uh, – Elite athlete and people who coach D1 is they're just built different. So it was a lot of fun um, helping her guide through her career and helping her work on her weaknesses, but I missed it really bad. Hmm. Blair. I tell you, people don't realize. I was going to say, I, I remember walking into the gym at HC and it could be at any time of the year, it could be like, she was in there getting up shots every time. And I think that's kind of what you have to do to get to that next level. 
Uh, yeah, she just did. Uh, I don't think unless you, I mean, like, it's just hard to explain. It's like people don't really get it. It's different. It's not really just like getting up shots. It's like, it's a different kind of work. Mm. It's a different kind of mindset. And uh, she just, she just had it at an early age. So it was, it was fun watching her whole career. Just unfold. And with that, was your career able to spot some of those things for Blair growing up? Sorry, Blair, we'll get to you in a minute. But as far as, you know, you actually playing at the collegiate level as well and, and see what you had to do to take with that and then say, hey, Blair, like, I kind of know a few things. I know you're, I'm your mom, but you, you still got to listen. I, I've been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I ever had, uh, you know, AAU wasn't big. I was always like, everywhere, like Huff Park, people's backyards boys i play, always play with the boys so i was always finding a game somewhere so i think that served me really well uh, very competitive highly competitive um and i didn't really have a lot of static around me like, i didn't really get into like, what was going on around me i think Blair, i just played the game to play all the time so that was able to help her she's a lot like me in that aspect but being able to help her uh, just being a being at that level, um, I never got recruited like her by no means. But being at that level and just knowing that I would tell her, even though I was, I felt like I was a really hard coach. I would say, Blair, I would just kind of set her up. It's gonna, it's it's, it's hard. You got to work. The mindset you got to have. How they're gonna play games with you. The, just the physical, not just the physical, but the mental part of the. Uh, so I think I was able to help her. I mean, you don't know until you get in those shoes what you're getting to, but she did expect hard. Now, Blair, I want to ask you this question. I played for my dad at Ross Point, uh, seventh and eighth grade, and it was mm -hmm. tough being the, the coach's son. Did you ever have to deal with any of those pressures? Unfortunately, I'm sure the answer is yes, but I just kind of want to hear that I'm wasn't the only one that like suffered through this. Oh, did I? I mean, <laughs> you know who you're talking to, that woman. She's crazy, man. <laughs> no, she said she's crazy. She's the best, though. No, she was the best. I'll never forget, I think. I I don't even know what grade I was in. It was in middle school. I remember she just was on me. She was getting on me. I remember taking a ball, and I was so mad. I, like, threw it down the court. I slammed it down the court. I was so mad. But I kind of looked at it like, oh, it slipped. But really, I was oh. slamming that ball down the court. I was just, I was over it. And then we kind of had a conversation afterwards, and we're like, okay, we got to chill out. When we get home, no talk about basketball. Mm. And I think from there, we really learned a good balance of when to talk about basketball and when not to. Mm. So I think going into high school, we had, like, a really good relationship on the court. And uh, it just made it even better, like through the winds and even just if I had like rough patches and then getting over those bumps, she was always with me and always made sure to like credit me through that. But yeah, once we got to college, I mean, it's pretty cutthroat with the coaches and yeah, it's not, they're not always on your high horse all the time. So it was good having my mom kind of teach me that. And even if it wasn't my fault in the game, I was usually the one getting blamed for it. So I learned how to take criticism and just stuff like that really well. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely, you know, just uh, taking the criticism. And I will say that I really had such an expectation for her that other people could make mistakes. And I knew they were going to make mistakes. But, like, I didn't expect Blair to make mistakes a lot. And so I was hard on her in that aspect, really. Uh, I just didn't expect her to make mistakes. So I think that's why it's really why she's very – her IQ is very high. And she was very detailed and everything she did is because I was all about details and I didn't love mistakes. I didn't think she should make them. She should know better. So but yeah. Well, you know, and she used the word crazy. I think more passionate is what passionate. I say. Yes. Yeah, passionate's um, a good word. You know, because like what I found unique about both of you guys when you know when I was doing the PA for the games, like getting to know you guys on a personal level, it was like you're really laid back. You're really easy to talk to. But man, when that when that horn sounds, like you guys were all business. Like oh, yeah. it was, like there was no like 
I knew not to talk to Coach Green during the game, and I didn't want to mess with Blair's ribs. So I just like, you know, it's like all business. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was crazy locked in during HC time. That was I was locked in. I was a different person. <laughs> I yeah, so and I felt like we should we should have won a couple actually. So, but we'll take one. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, one's better none. So. Uh, David, you already said earlier that, you know, you were very competitive growing up. Blair, obviously you're competitive too. So two-part question, who would win a one-on-one -on -one against you two? And then who's the more competitive? Oh. Uh, <laughs> who's going to answer first? I feel like we've played one-on-one -on -one and I won. I think Blair would beat me in one-on-one -on -one because I'm just. I don't know. I'm She's probably more competitive than I am. I'll give her that. I'm competitive, okay. but she's. Yeah, she's probably, I'm like kind of chill. Like, I'm like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. Like, whatever. <laughs> but then she's like competitive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's, a, she's way more skilled than I was. I was an athlete. So uh, she's a lot, yeah, she was a lot more skilled than me. Could shoot the ball better than me, but uh, a different time. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're both pretty competitive. I see that in everything she does, just like not. Like everything she did at UK, just like in her life, she's very, I won't say perfectionist because that's a little too far, but she's very competitive. I know job. she wanted this job that she got super bad. And it was a very hard job to get. And she, I think she got it out of about 300 uh, people. So wow. it was tough to get. This job was tough. So I was so... She wanted it. She was locked in. It was she was a different person over the summer. Well, that's a, that's a thing you can't. That's almost something you can't teach. It's something you're born with. When you have that, you can lock in and focus on something. It's, it's you can't really teach that. No, no I, I'm coaching fifth and sixth graders, and I'm telling you, like, uh, I mean, you guys got to, you know, it, it, you just got to have a little dog in you and a little uh, competitiveness in you, you know. So. Um, yeah, that's that's tough right there in my fifth and sixth grade. <laughs> I've always said you you can teach skill, but you can't teach heart. I mean, yeah, yes, I will say that one thing about Harlan County is we had we had some kids with. I've never, I really have never been to program, and LG would tell you the same thing. With the heart of those kids, were just like no other. I, I will. That is a compliment to them because we've been to three different schools, and that's it's different. I'm going to bring on a comment real quick right here. I don't know if you ladies see it or not, but it's from, I believe it's pulling up. Johnny, Johnny said, Turn. Go ahead, Mark. You're the better reader than I am. From, I don't know if you remember Johnny Lee Turner went to HC. Uh, he says hi, and he's got a question. And he says, what aspect of UK Kentucky basketball do both of you like and enjoy and why? Um, I think I definitely love the tradition. And it was just very family like Phil, I feel like the coaches, just like the coaches I had, they cared a lot about you off the court, not just on the court. So they were always trying to set you up for success. And even just after, I know basketball and stuff, like my coach was constantly wanting to know, like, what's my next steps? Or she would take me out to lunch and we would just sit down and talk about life, talk about what I want to do. And she was like quick to help get me contacts just to get me in the right direction. So like, as soon as the conversation was over, she was like already calling people at the dinner table, just like people for me to contact with network with just have good conversations about like what I want next in life. So yeah, they definitely just care way more about just like who you are as people and what you're going to do with your life because basketball is just a small aspect of who you are and just like your journey. So I think it was pretty cool, like how they set you up for the rest of your rest of your life. Yeah, I think uh, just their tradition, most definitely. And then just, you know, Blair has been prepared for she has been prepared for the real world. I mean, her leadership skills, what she's had to go through, the ups and the downs. I mean, they really prepared her for the next level of her life. And, uh, you know, that was big. That's big for me. And then just, you know, you're set. I mean, I'm not saying you're set. You have to be, you have to take it to the next step yourself. But what you've got, there, what she's gotten from there and from that opportunity is just going to go with her. She'll always be, you know, a Kentucky Wildcat. So, uh, I'm, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, 
really happy she was at UK. Yeah, and then also I feel like just being at UK, I mean, they literally push you until like things that you do, you'll look after and you're like, how in the world did I just get through that? Like just practices, the conditioning that they would have you do, it's it's miserable in the moment. But now as I look back at it and I'm going through some stuff, like very new challenges that I'm not used to, like the athlete life is gone. Like and now I'm having to hit the real world and it's just so brand new. But in the back of my mind and everything that I do, I'm like, well, shoot, like I've been through these like this pressure and everything like so many times before and I've gotten through it. So like in the back of my mind, I'm like, dang, this is hard. Like, how am I going to do it? But then I'm also like, well, shoot, like I've done this my entire life. Like I've done this my whole college career. So I think they really set you up for just like playing under pressure and just always being under pressure in your life and just overcoming like crazy obstacles that you just didn't think that you could get through. It's kind of neat that you, you say that because like, even at church this evening, we were talking about how God will bring obstacles in your life to prepare you for something else down the road, you mm-hmm. know? So it's kind of neat that you talk about it like that. Yeah. Don't really know where to go after that comment, Mark. I, I, I totally got what you're saying, but it's kind of hard to go with a, another question. But uh, we'll bring on Matt's question here. We got another uh, question. You can bring it up. <laughs> he, he put on here, Blair, are you going to follow the family steps or family tradition and coach? And now I want to go ahead and comment before this. It kind of seems like when you had your injury, you kind of picked up a little bit of that while you was at UK doing some uh, videos, uh, scouting more or less reports and everything. So is that something that we can expect possibly maybe link it back up with UK as a coach? Uh, Probably not. (laughs) I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, coaching is a whole lot. I mean, I love basketball. I'm very passionate about it. And just I enjoy going and doing camps and – teaching like the younger kids and especially just giving back to my community and the girls that are there. Um, I love doing that, but I'm like, after a day of just a couple hours of working them out, I'm like, geez, like I'm exhausted. Me too. <laughs> so I love doing it every once in a while, but I'm not sure if I could, I don't know. Yeah. she <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but I kind of like exploring other options and just seeing what my other passions are. So. Yeah, she's a natural. I will say that, but I have not encouraged her. To do <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. at, what you, at the level UK, you, you're it's your life. I mean, it's it's not one. Oh. <laughs> it's a whole different level, and at this level, you don't get paid enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize the hours coaches put in. Like, if you're a good coach, you put in time, and people don't realize that. They yeah, just see the position. It's worth yeah, it. I would say I'm very family. I just like if I want to do it at the college level, it's just, I mean, it's it's a very hard to have that kind of like work-life balance. I mean, our coaches make it work and everything, but it is a tough job. Just being away from your family, just always having something in the back of your head, just like to work on, to push, like am I doing this right, which is with every job. But I mean, basketball, it's a, it's a different animal, especially at the college level to do that. So. Oh, yeah. I salute to all my coaches <laughs> to deal with Well, maybe not the college level, possibly uh, starting lower maybe in the future. Is that something you might think you'll do? Because, I mean, what's crazy is college level, you know, you put in hours and hours. In, in the junior high and grade school, you still put in hours because you got to wait for the parents to come actually pick the kid up now. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> true. I don't know. I don't know if I could – I think I'll stick to just doing camps and occasionally working some kids out on the side. I think that's a good mix. Gotcha. Just, uh, you know, let me teach you a little bit, but I don't want the responsibility, like keeping you for a whole season. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. And I get that. But uh, now, have you and Macy done some camps together? Yeah, we did the 606 camp. So this summer was kind of hard just with her starting her job and me trying my schedule was just like very unknown about like when I could have interviews and everything like that was just kind of up in the air. Um, but yeah, we never got to do one together, but we are, we would love to do another 606 camp, which I think hopefully next summer and stuff will become more of a traditional thing since we kind of have our schedules and life kind of starting to get together. But this summer was a little hard. I wanted to bring one to Harlan County. So hey, yeah, we do want to bring awesome. one to Harlan County. Well, I just think it's neat that you and Macy are friends and, you know, like Debbie and Patty were such good friends growing up. It's just kind of neat the way it's 
kind of carried on. Oh my goodness, Macy has been ringing my phone all day, and I've been in meetings, and she's over <laughs> here like texting me like, "Bro, like, why are you not answering me?" And I'm like, "I am in meetings, woman." <laughs> but, yeah, she's fun. We talk, we talk twenty four seven, but. Yeah, you so, talking about her work. She's actually said she'll join us sometime. She's just been so busy. She's just not. Yeah, she to. has. Yeah. So talking about planning, I'm going to bring up this comment just because I kind of think it's comical. I know you've been busy planning something as comic pops up here. Is the hubby finally healthy and ready to play for Cincinnati? I don't think he's a hubby yet, but he, well, that's that's the planning part. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he is good and healthy and ready to go. So. Hopefully, I took all of the injuries last year with my Achilles and my – I told him he gave me bad karma. I said, <laughs> when we met, I got all the injuries. Like, what's going on here? But hopefully, I took all that from him, so now he'll be healthy to play. So, so did you all just meet through channels at UK? Is that how you guys met? Yeah, we just kind of got introduced the summer he transferred in, and that's just kind of how we met. We – we go to the gym, we get some shots up, go get ice cream. So, yeah, we clicked pretty quick. That's awesome. So, I want to backtrack just a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, I want to talk about the recruiting and kind of when did you realize, both of y'all, because Debbie, I mean, you have to be pushing her, of course. When did you, like, what age were you all, uh, Blair, when you said, hey, college level, the elite level as far as UK and above, is a, an opportunity that I really can can get into here. I've just got to get in here and work. Like, when did it say, hey, I'm really good at basketball. I can be recruited and let's go for this. Yeah, I would probably say, I mean, maybe mom thinks differently or earlier. I would definitely She's say, say I'm curious about it around fifth or sixth grade when I kind of got into the AAU. Um, I had a really good AAU coach from Knoxville. She was the point guard for Pat Summit's first uh, national championship team. So she was just big into skills. She's taught, I mean, she coached some all Americans and that played for Tennessee. So I think that was when it got really competitive. We won sixth grade uh, nationals. Um, so that was pretty big. And I think from there, all the girls that I played AAU with, they all went on to play college basketball too. So I think that was kind of the turning point for me and just figuring out, just really learning the skills and just the motivation and, uh, coach Collier was like really able to coach us through just colleges and people looking at us. And I got my first offer, I think seventh or eighth grade by Vandy. Mm. And I remember talking to coach Mitchell on the phone in like seventh or eighth grade in the principal's office. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah. So definitely probably fifth or sixth grade. I really started getting more exposure and just really the skill level for it. I know we've probably been called to the principal's office, but it's never to talk to a coach. That's what I was about to say. I got to talk yeah. to dad in seventh grade in the principal's office, but it's because I was in trouble. But yeah. what about you, Debbie? When did you say, hey, my girl's got it. Let's go. Probably um, her sixth grade year uh, when she started. Like She said, I did not let her play travel ball. We didn't get into it until her sixth grade year. Because I knew who I wanted her to play for, and I knew that was Shelly, so I didn't really want to start. We didn't really start with like a a team that just kind of went to just like a lot of little tournaments. Like we, I knew what we were going to do. I already had a plan that if she was good enough, and I thought she was, that we would go to her. They put a team together. They put a team together, and it was all. It's basically all Division One athletes in the sixth grade. They're all. They're all got offers. Mm. Getting, getting ready. I mean, they don't yet, but they eventually did. Right. So <clears throat> that was a pretty special team. And then we were playing teams, you know, like from New York and Texas and like the top team of each state. And then we won that nationals. And then the next year we played with her again. And then we switched and we knew we were going to go to Kentucky Premier. And then we started straight out with an EYBL team uh, her freshman year. And, um, so yeah, after that, I mean, like we had like my our, my phone. Blair, they couldn't talk to Blair yet, but it just stayed. I was constantly on the phone with coaches. I mean, UConn, uh, UCLA. I mean, like everyone. So um, yeah, we had you know at Harlan County. You know, UConn was at Harlan. Everybody came to watch a practice. We had Vandy and Kentucky and Louisville, and UConn and UCLA and. Uh, 
Oklahoma and you know it just it got really insane a little bit a lot of people probably didn't even know that but that's it, awesome actually I didn't know yeah we had we we had a lot they would just come to watch us practice and Louisville stayed in our gym I mean coach Walls was flying in he had a he private helicopter and they flew into um the airport all the time did they yeah bring? um yeah Holly from Tennessee she rode her motorcycle yeah Holly. to Harlan County yeah Best. I remember after the game, she was driving away on her motorcycle, and she really, I don't think she could really talk to me or whatever, but she was like, she's like, good game, Blair, and she's like, driving off on her motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a call from her that night. It was funny. So we knew pretty much at an early age, and then it got crazy, and then we were just kind of like over it. Like, it's it was a lot. So some people like to keep it going, and then I think when you know and you start taking some unofficial visits before your official visits, you just kind of get on campus and start getting a feel. And um, and I think really, really UCLA was probably her top pick. And then I was just like, okay, I just want you to know if you get sick, I'm going to pick up the Pac-12 to watch a game. I can't come to every game. So, you know, you're going to be out there on your own doing it so you know lexington at least if something happens i can be there in a couple hours mm -hmm. so, anyways but yeah i knew at an early age that uh you know sixth seventh grade that this was getting ready to something big was getting ready to happen if she stayed healthy and kept continuing to work and getting better and had a passion for it and had the fire so um yeah it was good i just think it's neat we were talking to trent last week about how the the AAU scene has kind of changed basketball. Like back in the day, like when I was in high school, I don't even remember AAU being around much. And like, it seems like a lot of the recruiting is going on through the AAU process now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the name of the game. I mean, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. So you definitely want to be on a good team. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, a good be on a good team you want to have a good coach you want to have good people around you it doesn't mean you have to go out there and have you, you most travel teams if you're on a good team you're not going out there and having 20 point games you're just i mean like eight to ten points everybody's good i mean she played with grace Berger, who's in the WNBA. she played with you know great great players so everybody's having like eight points ten points but yeah it really it really has changed the game and um you know, but then you got Ron Howard, who played with Blair, who's the number one draft pick, and her one of her best friends. She didn't even play track. She didn't even play much AAU ball. Really? Didn't know. She didn't get offered from Tennessee. She didn't get offered from a lot of schools that Blair had offers from, just because she didn't really get out on the circuit and she just hmm. came and stayed at home. And I don't know, it worked out for her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, Blair, I mean, I'm gonna totally have no shame on this, but uh, just so you know. We did send a message to Ryan about coming on the show too. Haven't heard anything oh, yeah. back. <laughs> but uh she's she's a tough girl to get a hold of. I'm actually I'm going to her game Sunday. She plays in Indiana. So I yeah, can see uh, her and Grace. Okay. So yeah, because Kentucky they've been putting some stuff out on some of their pages about trying to take a whole bus from UK up to watch her play up there in Indiana. I thought that was pretty neat that they're like you talk about the family, how they're actually still trying to do that and stay connected. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, she was. She uh, Facetime me the other day, and she's like, "Are you coming to my game?" And I'm like, oh. "Do I have a choice?" <laughs> like, can I really say no to you? So. Yeah, that was like a yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, guys, we're we're almost to the thirty minutes. I don't want to take too much of your all's times. I know you guys are busy. Uh, if you all want to stay, we can keep on because I mean, this is fun just having a conversation. But I, again, I know you guys are busy. We can call it quits anytime y'all want to, but we got to ask some uh, hot seat questions before you all go. Does that sound fair first? I take no responsibility yeah. for any of the hot seat questions. Now, you know, okay. I, I wrote a couple, but then I get random. It just is, it's how I am. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Mark, do you have any that you want to ask? No, you just go right ahead, man. Really? Well, if one pops in your head, ask. Okay. All right. Favorite foods. Pizza. Oh, gosh. Uh Pizza, yeah, pizza is my favorite food. Oh, you can't just say pizza. What t what are the toppings on it? God, just pepperoni. Pizza? Oh, pepperoni, sun-dried tomatoes, and hot honey. You had okay, me a pepperoni, lost I me sun-dried tomatoes. I shouldn't even uh, ask. I eat sun-dried tomatoes on everything. 
what in the world? <laughs> this, this is, you, you, you stumped me here. I don't even know what to say after that. But all tomatoes were in the Try it in your eggs. Try it in your eggs. It's good. Change your life. Okay. I'll stick with ketchup. <laughs> oh. Favorite superhero? Uh, oh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Who'd you say, Debbie? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman makes sense. Spider Man. Okay. Oh, uh, if basketball wasn't a passion, what else would you have done? Oh, oh, ooh, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Okay. Oh gosh, really know what I'd be doing. Debbie, Debbie says I've been in basketball so long. Oh, she'd be she'd be a professional dog walker. I was gonna say a vet. You know, Debbie. You know, just so you know, I've actually talked to you before. I know this is actually the first time we've met, but yeah. I used to work at Tractor Supply in Harlan, and you know, you come in all the time, and I'm like, hey, I know her. But anyways, oh, that's good. But uh, okay, so we've we've got superhero favorite food. What's the worst favorite food? Like, what's the most nastiest thing? Like, to me, mustard ain't touching it. What about you guys? Oh, yeah, I hate mustard. Oh. A sauerkraut. Livers. Livers. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your... Tell me I can't be from the South. Because <laughs> you don't like, I like chicken livers. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't like kraut. Oh, uh, yeah. What, uh, have you uh, ever had frog legs? I don't think I've ever had frog legs. Uh, me neither. Maybe I have. Those are actually pretty good, not going to lie. I heard they taste like chicken. They, they always say it's like trying to be king buffet. Okay. <laughs> oh. a, there's a boxing match. Debbie versus Blair. Who wins? Oh, me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tie ball game. You guys are on the same team. Three seconds left to go in the game. Who's getting the final shot? Me. <laughs> yeah, probably mom. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, guys, that's a really just a few quick questions there. I do appreciate it. That's all I really got. I, I'm not going to get too crazy since Mark's like not taking responsibility at all for me. But uh, <laughs> again, thank you all so much for joining and taking time out of your day to join Cat's Chat Pod. We do appreciate it. Hopefully, we do this again another time. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Awesome. Thank, you. Right, thank you. Good, good luck good with one. your upcoming wedding and your new job. Thank you. All right. And good luck with Michael this year. See you guys. See ya. <clears throat> Well, that was fun. That was awesome. Uh, sauerkraut is nasty. Glad mustard. Yeah, that she agreed. I, I, I kind of froze up during that whole trans transaction of talking there. I was like, that's the one thing I've always told people. I don't know if it's like the vinegar with the kraut or what it is, but like the smell of it. The whole name sounds nasty. Sour and kraut. Yeah, there's a lot of people that love it. And they're like, oh, you put the little, see, Chris right here. No, sauerkraut is awesome. See, now I have trust issues with Chris. Well, see, Chris, I wouldn't even know how to spell that, so I'm glad we said sauerkraut <laughs> before you topped it. There's just something about it I've never been able to deal with. And, like, I'm a large man. I eat many foods, but sauerkraut is not one of them. Uh, do you want to go ahead on that one? Yeah, just had a, another question. Uh, where I do the radio for Harlan County, he's asking me about how Swanner's doing. Um, you know, he was actually at school this week. The good thing is um, there were no breaks. They thought it – I'm sorry, my voice is going out. They thought at first he may have had a compound fracture. Uh, that's what we were getting in the booth. Um, <clears throat> but he ended up dislocating his kneecap. Uh, hmm. He told me it was one of – it hurt worse than anything he'd ever dealt with. Uh, he said his knee kneecap was basically underneath his knee, under his Ooh. leg, in the bend. And he said, I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. Um, but they got him, uh, took him to UT. They, they put it back in place and they're waiting to do an MRI to just see if there's any damage to the like, MCL, ACL, all that stuff. Um, worst case scenario, you know, he's got a tear. He's probably going to have to have surgery with that. Best case scenario, um, they stretched, you know, where he's a very athletic and always, always working. They're thinking maybe they could have stretched and it popped out of place and got stuck. So we're just waiting. He's waiting for his MRI to see, but he's in good spirits. He said, worst case scenario, I want to be back at least by the middle of baseball season. So I appreciate you asking about it. I'm sure he'll be glad to. I was just glad it wasn't more serious because I'm not going to lie. I was worried that night when I saw the mm -hmm. reaction from the sideline. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially 
with a knee dislocation like that, because uh, I think back, you know, I mean, heck, you and I, we've played basketball, I mean, probably 20-plus years together, uh, pick up and everything. And I think of Andrew Lewis, who just was dribbling down the the, the lane on, on a drive and tried to do a jump stop, and his kneecap shifted, whatever, and we had to take him out to the ER. And me and I think Jared Howard's uh, basically was out there for four hours with him. And his kneecap was just – moved and they're like oh no it just looks like it's out of place I'm like no man like he can't even move on this he ended up having to have surgery i think was out for like six months couldn't even walk so for it to be all the way behind his knee that's pretty tough well so, i mean we're just praying you know it's in the lord's hands it's something you can't really you can't go back and change it because i asked him what happened because i couldn't see from my side mm-hmm. and he said when he planted his leg he felt his knee kind of hyper extend and where they were tackling him from behind it just kind of crushed him if that makes sense gotcha. he just kept the kept it going that way but uh he's in good spirits uh his girlfriend's taking care of him it seems like he was gotcha. he, he was he looked like he was living the life you know when he was going up and down the hallway there in a the wheelchair so, gotcha. getting some extra attention for yeah. the injuries i got you all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and transition to some of the Kentucky football preseason awards. And by awards, what I mean on that is actually the preview or the the watch list on that. Uh, we've got a few of our players, and I actually think some snubs in a way. But, Mark, I don't know if you've been able, especially with school starting back, to dive into it any whatsoever. Uh, I'm also – let's see here. I guess I can click here. So we'll go through this kind of quick because you do sound pretty rough right now. Uh, you look – better than your voice sounds. So that's always a plus. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or. Exactly. So just real quick, uh, some of the things I think happened yesterday on an announcement, three cats in the preseason coaches, all SEC team. I've got it on my phone. Let me bring it up here. So it looks like I'm looking at you guys a little bit. Uh, Eli uh, Cox on offensive line, JJ Weaver linebacker and Dion Walker. I think it's Dion, right? Okay. So. He made me a little nervous, and you know how I am about reading. Defense line as well. These guys, uh, Weaver and Walker, was second team, and Cox is third team. I feel like Walker, we can even maybe talk a little bit about it. Uh, they had to take him out of practice the other day of their scrimmage because he was dominating so much on the defensive side that they had to bench him so they could actually scrimmage. And this guy is the second team. I feel like that's the biggest snub for me is the, what we're hearing uh, with the social medias, uh, on three, uh, a sea of blue, Kentucky Sports Radio, everyone covering the Kentucky football team, is that Walker sounds like he may be possibly the next uh, Josh Allen for, from Kentucky's defense a long time ago. Uh, Weaver will be an All-American. Yeah, I think some of these guys that aren't even mentioned – oh, you mean Walker? Okay, yeah. Uh, Walker, I think, is going to be our main guy this year. So for him to be on the second team, to me, is pitiful. I don't know if well, you've had much- – go ahead. I'm just going to say I've seen a lot of people talking. Um, I've not really looked at the awards and the preseason stuff like that, but just how they believe Kentucky is a sleeper team in the SEC. A mm-hmm. lot of people are sleeping on them. They believe they're going to be a lot deeper and a lot better than a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of people are giving them credit for. You know, a lot of people want to say, oh, it's the U.K. It's the same. I'm telling you, man, the, the, the atmosphere has changed with U.K. football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I even, believe well- – I believe we're going to be a lot better than what a lot of people believe. Yeah, I even seen a report. I think it was done today. I can't remember what website I seen it on, but the the gentleman was trying to predict each games uh, throughout, and they had us losing four straight. I think it was the Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, and someone else. I can't remember who it was, and I had them finishing out with seven and five record. I think it was. I still feel like South. I don't know why. South Carolina is so much better projected than Kentucky. I know Beamer's offense, Beamer ball, that whole nine yards, but I just feel like Kentucky's defense in the past five years, our defense alone has been in the SEC rate like no higher than fifth. I think it was like first, then it went to third, second, fifth, and so on, I think. So to me, I think we're above a seven-team or a seven-game win. I know we've talked about this prior episode. I think episode one maybe we talked about the football schedule. No, we talked more about basketball. I think episode two, we talked about basketball more. Uh, But anyways, I'm with Matt. I've got them nine or ten, and I think ten's high, but I've got them at nine with you right there. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry while I'm talking. You you chatted a lot in that comment. I haven't had a chance to read it and and see what you're talking about there. But to me, seven 
is bare minimum on that, really. So, and it might be a little bit of a, a homer take for me. But anyways, that's just kind of where I'm on that. Uh, Bama, Georgia, and Tennessee, Matt says, are losses. That was the the other team that I left out. And then, of course, they have them as uh, South Carolina on a loss as well. Now, is Walker a sophomore? Yes. Yeah, he's just a sophomore and already causing chaotic in in the scrimmages. Now, I mean, also – He's a big dude. They say he's like 6'6", 350. Yeah. Uh, I wrote in my text to you, player of the year watch, but that is incorrect. It's uh, comeback player of the year is what that should have been. And uh, let's see here. We got Jefferson and – see here, Leary. I think Devin Leary and Ramon Jefferson are two of the players that are being watched – for comeback player of the year, I think Leary is a perfect candidate for this as yeah. going away from North Carolina State, coming back with Colwin on this offense that I think has more offensive weapons and a deep tight end list as well in the roster spot that Key, uh, Davis, even some of the tight ends that I didn't even say right there, he's going to have a lot of options on this. So I do think Leary is in a perfect spot for – I said Brown. I said Davis. I meant Brown. Yeah, uh, as Mac said here, I think Larry's can have easily have a big year this year. I love that he's in the comeback player of the year. Do you think he's got a shot at it? Who's that? You saying Larry? Larry. Yes. I think he's got a good shot at it. Just um, you know, because they said he was doing he was doing fairly well mm-hmm. at, at North Carolina State before he got hurt. Um, you suffer a big injury like that, and now he's he's moving to the SEC. So I think he has a very good shot for players, comeback player of the year. All right, let's see here. Another award is the Chuck Benark, if I said that right, Benaric, I think. Award and watch is J.J. Weaver on that. Uh, the Butkus Award watch is for uh, Wallace, Trevin Trev, Trev Wallace, and then the Davis O'Brien watch is Leary again on that as well. Uh, there's a couple more. I think there's a Bronco. I'm trying to say these names, guys. Bear with me. Bronco Nagarki. Nagarki? Nagarki is what it looks like. I thought you just misspelled it. No, 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 no. That's actually letter for letter is Deion Walker. So, I think it's weird that Walker is on some of these other awards of being like the standout defense player, but yet he's second string. I guess that's kind of one wanted to put uh, put on there, showing the award watch, and then we have that he's a second one. Absolutely, we have the best wide receiver corp ever had. Uh, he's Chris got the said Nagurski. That's how you say it, Michael. Nagurski. Thank you, Chris. I am Appalachian as they come, let me tell you. But that's if you didn't put an S in it. That's probably – when you spelled it to me, so that might be why. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the S. I'm okay. missing the S. So that makes why more I mispronounced sense. It. All right. But my thing to you, Mark, on this, and I don't know, if, again, if you've had much to look at it, do you think that were – because to me, Key wasn't even mentioned on any of these awards, like even just a watch. And I think he's going to have a big year this year. I think, I think he is too. You got a quarterback that's going to be looking to spread the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um I think Key's going to have a good year. Now, could it be one of those situations where he spreads the ball around so much? You know what I mean? Like right. uh, nobody is really a standout. I would honestly love that just for the fact that that tells me you're moving the ball. Mm-hmm. If you're getting the ball in different hands, that means you're moving the ball. Your offense is flowing. So, But I do believe Dane Key can definitely have a big year. And like Matt just said right here, the whole line is much better. We're getting back to the whole big blue wall. Mm-hmm. And and you got to love it. You got to have a little excitement, ready for it. Yeah, just like uh, Coach Morrow on our episode number three, I think it was, talked about some of the transfer offensive lines. I think it was tackles that he had transfer in. Uh, definitely going to play a big part on bringing back the, the blue wall. And, of course, he did allude to uh, actually still having the running game as well. I really feel like this is going to be very balanced year for them. Think, people forget Robinson's back. Yeah. Yeah. And even Robinson, but I, I don't know, maybe Robinson will be the number two. I think Dane is going to have a better year, personal opinion. Cause I think Brown's speed and everything, Dane's going to have the, 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 the deep ball attack, I guess uh, it's going to have more bigger plays. And I think it'd be more highlight standout plays like that. Uh, Brown's going to end up having double coverage quite a bit and running the five and ins, five and outs, the slants and stuff just with his speed. 
Uh, Robinson is the three, maybe. Uh, well, he's the slot, as Matt just says here. So maybe Dane or maybe Key doesn't catch as many balls, but has the bigger yardage as far as in the game on big plays. Maybe that's where I'm going with that on that, uh, as far as having a bigger highlight year. Because usually the big plays are going to get you noticed for the uh, the awards too. But yeah, I just when I see well, one thing that helps Key too is his height. It really helps at the wide receiver position. You know, he's six foot three. A lot of times your DBs don't have a lot of height to them. Mm -hmm. So if you get those players that are have that height on them, sometimes they can out jump those DBs and it really helps. Right. And I agree with you on that too, because most <laughs> of the DBs are six foot or under. It just seems like uh, you, you'll get a, a six one, six two, six three every now and then. But if they're that tall, they're usually on offense because they can catch and out jump everyone. Well, that's but, one of the uh, things that really helped Middlesbrough last week, even against Harlan County. Their mm -hmm. their their defensive backs, every one of them were like six two, six three. Really? So okay. It was, it made it rough because their main offensive weapons were their DBs. Right. So just man, it was like you go from yeah, Middlesbrough's got a special team this year. They're going to be a team to watch. Uh, we weren't really going to talk about high school that much, but you know Corbin. If you've seen their game, uh, their highlights, like they are pretty much a walking D1 defense alignment. Their highlights were unbelievable against the team from Cincinnati. Um, and it gets me even a little more excited finding out the fact that the, the line, twins, the, was it the, the defensive lineman twins? Uh huh. Or are they offensive linemen? I can't remember. Their defense, defense, defensive linemen. That's what I thought. But they're trying to push them to flip from Michigan to Kentucky. I'm going to be honest. I've I've got a source, nothing in Kentucky sources, but I've got someone who lives close to Corbin that uh, has been telling me Kentucky is going to be flipping them. Uh, he was pretty pretty aggressive on I mean, saying they're going to. They are definitely going to pursue them heavily. Oh yeah. Uh, and, well, and it could be kind of like the same situation with what Debbie talked about with Blair. You know, uh -huh. UCLA was probably her first choice, but mm -hmm. if you stay a little closer to home. Mama can take care of you still. That's right. But uh, with that being said, the person I'm talking about has someone who plays on the Corbin team as well. And uh, he was just kind of talking about that Cincinnati team was supposed to be pretty good. And they were just talking about compared heights and size and everything. It looked like a JV team against the Corbin team. And so just the difference with that and the D1s, I think one – where is one? Of course, the Twins are at Michigan. I think there's one in Oklahoma that's signed as well. So, yeah, they really are a D1 line, basically. So, that Corbin team is going to be very good during this football. And they actually play uh, Frederick Douglass this year, which is where Key went to uh, Burton – or uh, a guard – or, sorry, offensive center went to as well. So, I mean, they are producing D1-level players as well. So, that's going to be a great game. Uh, they're um, going to be a fun team to watch this year, for sure. Um I think it'd be neat to just be able to go watch them in person this year. Oh yeah, the talent level they have. Cats chat on the road. Let's go. Let's do it. And of course, not even mention uh, we kind of dipped down into the high school, but our uh, our actual recruit for Kentucky at football up at uh, Lexington Christian. I think he had four touchdown passes over three hundred yards. You talking about Cutter? Cutter, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think three hundred and seventy-four yards in the air and four touchdown passes, uh, touchdown passes as well. So. Yeah, there's there's talent in uh, in Kentucky big time. So it, it's yeah, great Matt, to be Matt watching Mitch in Boyle County over here. Man, the Boyle County Corbin matchup if that happens again is going to be a fun one. Oh yeah. Mark, that's really all I want to talk about with the pre preseason awards. We're coming up 50 minutes now and I know your voice is cracking. I don't know why my post on the start cut or start bench cut did not happen. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't pop up until right before we went live. Seriously, because I, I sent it like at. I don't think I didn't see it until then. But well, I sent it at like six six o'clock I think today this evening, and I was trying to find it where I could bring it up on the screen, and I never could see it. Did it pop up on Facebook? Yeah, I saw it on the Facebook side. On the Facebook, let me see if I can find it real quick because I've got my Cats Chat Pod Facebook here. Let me hit uh, input on this this one. Hey. Has anybody commented yet? Uh, I've not looked. Okay. I just saw it on there. Okay. Let's see here. Sorry, I ran out of water. I'm getting really squeaky. That's okay. 
I see us live on their page. Come join us. And okay, here it is. There we go. So to not start bench and cut, we're going sticking with the football theme, and we're going back to we kind of talked a little bit about quarterback play, our favorite quarterbacks of all time at Kentucky. And this one is going to be a little more up to date as 2000s years, I guess. Tell me, does it show up on your screen there? Yeah. Start bench cuts. Terry touchdown, Terry Woodson or Levis? Who you got, Mark? Oh, man. Pringles start Woodson, bench Levis, and cut Wilson. Ooh, you're benching touchdown Terry? No, I'm cutting touchdown Terry. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, you're cutting completely? Mm. And that would be a toss-up for me between Levis and Woodson on who to start and who to bench. Probably who looked better in practice the week before, you know? Oh, don't you sound like a coach now. So, uh, I'm actually going to say I agree with you. I actually thought you would go with Levis. But I think Woodson, we forget some of the drive that he had to uh, come back and win some of these games. The the desire that he would spread against the offense, uh, just contagious in a way of uh, of the way he would lead. Levis, yes, he had a great career with Kentucky, uh, especially his junior year. He was a good football player. I just think Woodson didn't really have much. I won't. Let me take that back. I think Woodson really turned the stone for us of being an, an elite football program started then because I think he even had us ranked up to fourth in the nation at one point that, uh, I mean, he really just carried us on the back and and put us into the spotlight. Levis is who I'm going to bench because he is a good player. He's a superstar. He's in the NFL for a reason. We're going to see if he can actually maybe be second string battle for that starting position at some point in his career. I'm with Chris on this, except for the, the bench. I've also heard the nickname un, un Fortunately, also is turnover Terry, and I was going to say that, but you beat me to it, Chris. So, yeah, I'm going to cut Wilson and bench Levis and start Woodson. So we're actually together on this. Hopefully it's not just because we're the same decade of watching sports, really. He just called him three and out, Terry. Oh, man. Three and out, Terry. Terry He did help us get a Florida. Terry Wilson was fun to watch when he was good. He was really good. Man, when he was bad, it was like he'd make a mistake and you'd be like, oh, no, you know. But it's one of those things is you cannot shoot yourself in the foot at any level in sports. If you go out there and you play a game and you're turning the ball over, your chances of winning go down tremendously. And, you know, with college football, and I'm expressing college, the way that they do the playoffs and the whole rankings of that – it's very hard to have those slip up or those errors or mindset mess ups that you cause you a, a, a loss that you should have won because you've got what 13 games, where we said nine and three, so 12 games that you can play in. And if you lose one of those games, you may not be making a bowl. And I feel like Kentucky's now at that level where that's not totally hard on us to not make the bowl, but it helps us or it could hurt us in to be in the rank 25 or whatnot. We won 10 games in spite of Wilson, not because of him. Hmm. Uh, well, he he, you know, his, his point about him struggling to make decisions, and that's that's one of the keys to a good quarterback. you got to have somebody that has good decision-making. It's like having a point guard in basketball that sees the floor. they got to be able to lead and see the floor and, and move the ball. And, oh, yeah. and that's the thing with a quarterback. you got to know your reads. you got to know when to audible. you got to know when to – got to know when to tuck the ball and run. Mm-hmm. you got to know when to throw the ball away. And <clears> – <throat> I agree with Chris. The decision-making um, was a struggle. But he still was a great quarterback at Kentucky. He was Let's, fun to watch. I mean, he was yeah. exciting to watch. He was a highlight reel. Well, that really is all i got for today. I, I'm so glad that the interview, the conversation with Blair and Debbie Green went as well as it did and as long as it did. I really think we could have still been talking with them because yeah, it's so they were, fun. Yeah, they were fun to talk to. I hate uh, like, it. It's almost like Debbie's mic was cutting out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on my end or your end. or It was on my end too, but I mean, okay. we was able to punch through and understand what she was yeah. getting at. Uh, it's fun listening to a 
woman play at college, uh, Kentucky, and then also her daughter following the footsteps and play at Kentucky as well. Uh, it's just really cool to see that and, and see. And it was kind of neat because, you know, we talked about how Macy and Blair are good friends. Mm-hmm. And Debbie and her mom were such good friends coming up. A lot of people never even made that connection. Because, like, I was like, you know, I just know Patty's husband really well, mm-hmm. uh, Lewis Morris, because, um, you know, he went to our church when we were little. Right. So, it's just it's just kind of neat how everything was connected. Oh yeah, it's a family full of basketball love for sure, or sports. Let me just say that because well, it's, it's like most families in Kentucky. Hey, that's the truth. I mean, it's but, it's a Kentucky thing. But guys, as you all can see, scrolling constantly down there at the bottom, you can follow us on X, that is formerly known as Twitter, uh, also Instagram and Facebook by going to whatever the website is, and then at cats chat pod and you can follow us on all those platforms we appreciate it also youtube we're on there as well if you can't remember what i just told you remember this you can go to the link tree slash at cats chat pod and you can find all the social media links as well guys i did not realize i had this error as it scrolls down at the bottom we are now on spotify my wife called me out on it and said we are not on spotify that was supposed to be a, a W that whole time. Did not realize I had that typo. But we are on Spotify. We are also on Apple Pod and iHeartRadio for podcasts. So we are on Apple now. We are on all three of those main yeah, podcasts. My kids at school have been asking me, hey, are you on Apple? And yes. There's a lot of people that can't really tune in and watch. So they're like, can I go back and listen Like when I'm working out or something? Of and I was course. like, I will let you know as soon as possible. Of course. Of course, you can always go to the YouTube and listen to it that way. But, you know, you got to let it scroll or on Facebook as well. But, yes, we are on the podcast platforms. And we would appreciate any like, any subscribe, any five-star rating on those as well. So, yeah, come on. Uh, I'm saying it now for all the students at Harlan County High School that has Mark as a teacher or as a yeah, as a teacher. If you subscribe and show him a picture of you subscribing to any of this for everyone, you will get Most points. A bonus point for each one that you subscribe to. So you've got a chance at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and podcast. So you've got a chance for five bonus points, and we'd appreciate that. I see we got a comment. i got to click over here onto this. Uh, Chris says he's working out now. Man, you ain't working out, Chris. We know that because you can't type while you work out. It's during his break time. Leave him alone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, Mark, where can everyone find you at on social media? Well, of course, on Facebook, you can just find me at Mark Lawson. I can't even talk. Mark Lawson. Um, You can see a picture of me and the great Bill Ellis uh, calling a game as the picture. Find me on um, Instagram, Big Daddy Lawson. And, of course, I've got my – Twitter or X handle right there at M Lawson 15. I sound like a squeaky chair and I apologize for that. What was that? Oh my goodness. I'm so ADHD. What was it? The, the little squeaky in the toy. I think it was a kid's movie that, uh, well, I mean, that's what's weird is like, everybody's asking me like, like how did this happen? I said, well, you know, I've had allergies for the last week or so, just a runny mm-hmm. nose and stuff. And I said, cause somebody's like, you got COVID. And I was like, huh. no, I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. Because I said I've not, you know, not had, I've not really felt bad, uh-huh. other than how you feel when you have allergies. You look bad, said, but that's uh, every day. Well, that's every day. Yeah, I can't help that. But I was like, you know, I think what happened is just with the allergies and me, I, you know, I called PA for a couple games on Saturday, then went in radio for those games, and just on top of talking while I teach, teach, of course, it's just I've done too much to my voice, and it's just, and I'm sitting here worried. Like I told you, I was like, I don't even know if I can do the podcast. I'm definitely worried about calling the game on Friday. Uh-huh. Um, doing play-by-play is going to be a little rough because. Is Josh on the pot, the radio with you for yeah. football? You might have to say, Josh, I need you to step up today. Yeah, you may have to do that. Yeah, but uh, you can find me, MD Lawson 0 pretty much on, on all social media platforms. Also, if you guys enjoyed what we did here, I've got another podcast. Here's my shirt, MNC Hoops, where it's everything NBA on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I have to say that because the other people. You know, I wasn't even thinking. I should have done a shameless plug to Blair about a DJ for her wedding. I started to say it. I kid you not, yeah, but I, I was like, well, that. that might be awkward for me to say it. But, but guys, we appreciate 
everything you guys do, subscribe and all that, whole nine yards. Thank you for tuning in, staying with us that long. Why he did said Chris he's definitely working out? He wanted you to know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, Chris, you made an appearance. You you're now officially our third special guest on on the podcast yes. today. But uh, guys, as always, as I said the past two times, number one, love God. Number two, love others, and number three, love Kentucky sports. God bless. <laughs>